Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I am Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, just starting to, you know, it's getting a little warmer here. Uh, in town, and I'm starting to feel like the the naugahyde on this thing is starting to feel a little uh, tacky. So yeah. I'm just going to say we're feeling the heat here, but we're going to bring the heat of the Holy Spirit today. Uh, so we're going to get this place fired up here in the Catholic Cafe, and I'm excited to be here with Ziggy Rodriguez. That's me and Venerable Tom Dorian. Yes, sir. Just waiting on those miracles <laughs> uh-huh. uh, and death. <laughs> but. There is that. We're we're hoping that doesn't happen anytime soon. Thank you. Uh, So we are going to start a new little small brief series. I think we've gotten a lot of... uh a lot of feedback, a lot of response from folks, uh, and and you know we we just Sam and I were just sitting there uh, looking the other day, and we found that there's a bunch like EWTN is putting our stuff on uh, out there on YouTube, yeah, and TikTok too, and and TikTok. So you know, hello cool. Chinese people uh, in communist <laughs> China, just want to say hi, and we love you, and God loves you. But I, but I will say that um, uh, I I think that's awesome and it's getting quite a lot of traction out there so we're excited so it's another way you can uh, listen to us they're keeping like I think they have like the last twenty or thirty shows up there on uh, YouTube so that's exciting and I and and there's just a lot of people that are watching this and one of the things I, I I love doing in these brief series is like it's not too much to it's not like for the next sixty four episodes we'll be de- delving into it's like no you can. You can dip in, you can dip out, but we, we're doing, we're finishing up our bigger series on the rosary and the mysteries of the rosary, and this is our last set of mysteries, uh, the glorious mysteries. We save those for last, uh, and we're going to start with this first uh, glorious mystery of the resurrection, and you know, again, I just want to touch on, the, on, the, on, the, on why we're doing this, especially about the rosary, because with the rosary... Uh, you know, so many of us, a lot of people that are, we'll say anti-Catholic, or maybe those who aren't, aren't both feet into their Catholic faith might look at the rosary as something that's like this rote, memorized prayer, uh, you know, a, a priest used to call, like, don't do machine gun rosaries. Hell, Mary, for the grace of the Lord is with you. You know, where it's like this is, this, it's just this long, uh, repetitive thing. Uh, and so we, we, I, and now I will say, I do see value in repetition. I mean, ask anybody who does weights, you know, or lifts weights or whatever. Yep. There's value uh, in, in dieting that's consistent. You know, that's repetition, essentially. So, so there's, I think there is some value there in terms of uh, your prayer life with the rosary and that repetition, that meditation that happens. But going deeper into those mysteries, that's why those mysteries are there, that we can meditate upon them. In the context of the rosary. Yeah, because I think that there's a lot of people, and I can you know, say that there was a period of time where I was doing this where I didn't really know what I was doing. I just named, I prayed the rosary, and I would name the, ros- the, the mystery out loud. Right. But in terms of really stepping into it and really meditating upon it, I didn't really know where to begin. And that was just last week. And <laughs> Sam has come so far. Uh, and no, that no, you're exactly right. I think all of us have that experience yeah. in some form or fashion in our prayer life. So we're just offering opportunities uh, to, to delve deeper into those mysteries. And so in this set of uh, five mysteries and the glorious mysteries, we're going to start with the resurrection. Now, every time we do one of these, 
we there are many fruits that are born from prayer. There are many fruits that are born specifically from the 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 rosary or devotion of the Blessed Virgin Mary, uh, and there are many things to choose from. But we we uh, chose a particular fruit, Sam, uh, on this particular uh, uh, discussion of the of the resurrection, conquering death within us, which sounds like a really good fruit. <laughs> right? Yeah, it sounds like I think so. Wouldn't wouldn't that be nice? You know, you can be your own. Uh, well, allow Jesus to be the superhero of your life, right? In conquering death within you. Uh, but it's something that's within your grasp. Well, I think it's important. You know, we hear things like we ce- we're in the Easter season right now. You know, we celebrate things like the resurrection. And I think some of us Catholics, and this is not just, you know, unique to Catholics. I think it extends to Christians as well, might not have fully received um, the relevance of the resurrection, not just you know, there's one thing. There's a re- relevance to the resurrection, uh, resurrection to salvation history, but there's also a personal relevance to the resurrection. There's a personal power of the resurrection that God desires to have exercised over us and within us. And so, this is by, by choosing this, you know, conquering death within us as a fruit. Um, we all know Christ through by the power by, through His passion, death, and resurrection. He, he conquered sin and death. Let's invite him to conquer that within us by the power of his resurrection. That's what this is all about. And we've talked in prior episodes, we've talked about like the lordship of death yeah. and the lordship of sin and how they essentially, uh, they cripple us. Yeah, th- those are those are written with capital letters in a lot of uh, editions of the Bible. And that's it's, it's good that they do that because it's really, it's a dominion. It is, it is the dominion, the lordship of sin, the lordship of death. And, and people... I think people understand why there's a lordship of sin. I think a lot of people don't necessarily understand the relationship between sin and death and and why death has a lordship. But I think the way to to really zero in on that is think about how death has a capacity to grip our hearts. The fear of death has a capacity to grip our hearts and incline us to sin. We've talked in the past in prior episodes about wisdom too. uh, And wisdom, the book of wisdom, chapter two it presents the fear of death at being at the very core of what motivates us to sin. Now, when I say fear of death, that's not just like a biological reality. But this, there is a biological there reality. There is a biological reality. It is reality, tied yes. to our spirituality because we are, uh, we are um, uh, spirit, we are soul, yes. and flesh. So, you know, that's what's unique and that's beautiful about us. Yes. So even our fear of physical death plays into our fear of spiritual death and annihilation. Yeah, right? well, the, the soul is the form of the body, right? Yes. And so that, that recognition of I'm going to die one day, like along with that, there's a fear of personal annihilation, right? It's fear of like, when I die, I am gone, right? Or a fear of ultimate meaninglessness. You know, this is all that there is. When I die... It's just death, and it's emptiness, and it's gone, and just the universe continues without me until the universe dies too, and and it's that core, visceral, primal fear that this is all there is, and I better get while the getting's good. I mean, that's what wisdom too really helps us see how that that visceral fear of death inclines us to sin, and but that is what Jesus, in conquering death and sin, he in conquering the lordship of death. And sin, he is conquering. If we allow him to, conquering that fear of death, that fear of personal annihilation, that fear of ultimate meaninglessness, conquering it within us, and that's what this episode's all about. Right now, and and in the last uh, rosary episodes we did, I believe we're on the sorrowful mysteries, and we actually talked about 
the power of the cross. Yeah. And what and what the cross does. I mean, essentially, we we talked about that that the cross. The phrase we used was could break all curses. Yes. Right. And so when we're talking about that, so this is not just all bad news. This idea of personal annihilation and ultimate meaninglessness and yeah. and whatever. And then some people have turned that into like eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow you may die. That's exactly right. Right. Yes. And and that's that's and some people get stuck in the in the morbid self pity. Yes. Right, and some people cast that aside and say, like, well, if nothing means anything, then I'm going to go ahead and make myself feel good right now. Yes, you know, which is also a very sad uh, reality that some people live in. Self medication. Yeah. Amen. And 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 so that's why understanding the power of the cross to save. Right. So when we're talking about the resurrection, we're we're talking about that. Yes. Right. And so this curse of death, like uh, that, comes to us. I mean, and. It came to us through the fall, right? Yes. Because of the fall, this curse of death showed up, and, and we invited. It's like, hello, death. Welcome to our dinner party. You know, right. let's, you know, would you like some more d'oeuvres? I mean, I know that's silly, but the thing is, we, we invited death and that curse into our lives. And Jesus, there's a quote that we've used many times from Father John Ricardo, a friend of the show, someone that we love very much. Jesus, when he's on the crucifix, uh, when he's on the cross, right, he looks like he's the victim he looks like he's the hunted right and he is the victim insofar as terrible atrocities were visited upon him that in no way did he deserve right but at the end of the day the only way that the god of the universe is on that cross is because he wanted to be there right he chose to be there how do you like father john ricardo says like how do you get a nail to, to, to nail the God of the universe to a tree. There is no such thing. Such there would have to be a really, really <laughs> important, big, magical nail. Right, 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 exactly. It's impossible unless he wants to be there. And so why did he want to be there? And so what Father John says, uh, and this, this comports with ancient teachings of the church, that Jesus camouflaged his divinity in our fragility to allow himself to get swallowed up by death. So that from the inside, he could explode it. And that's what the resurrection is all about. You know, through the resurrection, Jesus, through his passion and resurrection, Jesus conquers death. And if we allow him to, he'll do it for us. And he'll conquer that fear of death within us. Yeah. And, and, uh, and that's like, that is like the ultimate, you know, war story. Yeah, right? he's the, the ultimate soldier in in that way, uh, and we think about like you know infiltrating the enemy lines. Yeah, and that's really what he does. Uh, and and basically, you know, in in a way, just basically, you know, goes inside the beast and explodes it from the inside out, and, right. and it can't fight that, right? And and part of us, you know, we we don't necessarily if we don't view it that way, if we don't understand that Jesus willingly went on the cross for us. Then we don't receive the graces that come from that. We don't uh, the, the the curse of death, the lordship of death, is not cured in us. Right. If we don't accept the cure, like if you don't go to the doctor, you you, you like so don't wallow in self pity. Right. Right. This is where we need to like we need to trust, and that's why the discussion about the resurrection um, is so powerful. But also, I, I guess we should mention that. Um, this is also we just finished a series on the the, uh, the uh, theological virtues of faith, hope, and love, and this is this is related in a way. Yeah, our our faith and our hope in the resurrection, our belief in the resurrection, and our hope in the resurrection, it sets us free for charity. 
for divine love, uh, to, to welcome divine love, to welcome charity, to, to manifest within us, to live within us, to love through us. Um, that's all made possible by our faith and by our hope in the, in, in the resurrection. Uh, so we should do a, We're going to assign homework. And you have to go back and you have to listen to all of our rosary episodes. So there's 15 ones prior to this. And then, of course, the three uh, theological virtues uh, episodes. Uh, and then we have some uh, some other episodes that, like, well, you just pretty much listen to all of them. Just listen to all of them. Yeah, there's, uh, I think there's 667 <laughs> that are currently available. So, uh, and we're, we have more to come. Wait, are you saying the charity episode was episode 666? Yes, it is. <laughs> we're trying to reclaim that, that number of the beast wow. and make it the number of love. So, I'm just going to say. Yeah. Uh, that's right. I didn't want to say it in the show because we would have, like, stopped and we would have said, like, we should talk about this. But it just so happened that was our 666th episode of the Catholic Cafe. Wow. So now, but now we're past that. We're 667. Exactly. Right? So here we are. So uh, we also like in, in any kind of, uh, all these, especially these uh, rosary episodes, we want to do, we like to meditate on a verse. And so you can imagine that like resurrection, oh, he, they're going to pick like something from the, from the Acts of the Apostles or any of the Gospels about the resurrection. You know that that, that we're going to kind of meditate upon, but we we chose an interesting one uh, for a good reason. Let me let me just read from um, the first um, chapter of the letter to the Philippians, uh, starting at verse twenty. My eager expectation and hope is that I shall not be put to shame in any way, but that with all boldness, now as always, Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, life is Christ, and death is gain. If I go on living in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me, and I do not know which I shall choose. I am caught between the two. I long to depart this life and be with Christ, for that is far better. Yet that I remain in the flesh is more necessary for your benefit. So there's some, I mean, well, St. Paul is like, Guys, I really want to go be with Jesus, but I feel like I need to talk to you about yeah. this, right? And there's this, uh, this like one foot in death and one foot in life. Yes, that is very interesting to see how that plays out. Well, in that one line in particular, for me, for to me, life is Christ and death is gain. I mean, that is that's a that's an example of Christ just flipping. All of this right. on its head. Which is what, again, I, I always say this, and people misunderstand what I'm saying, but like that that really the the saints, all the saints and what they say and, and, and how they write, uh, but certainly the saints like uh, St. Paul, they're crazy. Yeah. Right? I mean, they're, they're essentially, by worldly standards, they're yes. nuts. Right. Like when St. Paul says, I rejoice in my sufferings. Yes. Please, sir, may I have another? You know, right. it's like, it just seems weird. And yet, what what you see at the heart of it, it's not weird. It's not crazy. It's actually quite beautiful because he understands the fullness, the richness of the resurrection because he understands the fullness and the richness of death, like the suffering and the death that must take place before you can have a resurrection. A resurrection, by definition, is coming back from the dead. Right. And so he sees that death as gain. Well, and, and the other thing I think is beautiful is he desires to be with Christ, but it is for love, love for us. It is for our benefit that he uh, desires to remain here. So this relates to what we were saying before. When you have faith and you have hope in the, in, in the resurrection, 
that that will shatter our fear of death, and that's present because he wants to die. But it also makes it possible for us to love, and that's also present here because he wants to remain in the flesh. He sees that remaining in the flesh is more necessary for our benefit. Yeah. Now, I, uh, there's a there's a phrase uh, uh, Pope Saint John Paul II said. Uh, essentially where he says we are an Easter people and Alleluia is our song. And, you know, sometimes when I hear that phrase, I'm going to be honest with you, Sam, uh, I, I don't, I would never disagree with a Pope or a saint sure. in that regard. When he said, when he says this, I, I fully believe it. But I think sometimes people have focused too much on the resurrection. Eh, it sounds weird when I say that. They focus too much on that resurrection, you know? <laughs> uh, and, and I know that seems weird, but you, but St. Paul has this one foot in, one foot out. Yes. But in both places to understand the relevance of the resurrection and the relevance of the death, the necessity of the death and the necessity of the resurrection for to you, you to live a, a fully Christian life. And I think some people have taken this phrase that uh, Pope St. John Paul uh, said, and because and, I was actually at a conference one time and uh, listening, and it was a, there was a lovely nun, and, and, and what she said was that, and she said, we are not a sour, dour, sad people we are a joyful people and i i don't disagree with that jesus came that our joy have joy that it would be complete right right i i get i get that but i've been also to places where let's not talk about sin let's not talk about the suffering let's not talk about death let's not talk about the bad let's let's only talk about where you have nothing but this this sort of Good feeling. Yes. Yeah. Warm and fuzzy. Yeah. I, listen, I, I promise you there's a parish. I'm not telling you where it is because you'll go and find it. But like when they do the penitential act, it's not a penitential act. Yeah. It's like we we jump for joy in, in, in God's uh, happiness. We, the you know, Lord have mercy. Lord right. have mercy. Right. You know, we celebrate in song and thanksgiving. Christ have mercy. And it's like, okay, I get that you celebrate, I get that you jump for joy, but the thing is, we have to recognize our need for resurrection. We our need for, uh, like, we have to recognize sin in the world and and the bad part of that, so that we can fully embrace and understand the the profoundness of the resurrection. Because if we wipe that out of our life, all the sin and bad, then what were we saved from? What are we sa- what, is, what, what are we actually saved? Right. No. We're all on an island, going looking at each other, going like, I guess we're happy. Right, it's not like just about a shift in focus. It's not like oh, we've just been so focused on death, and now we get to like turn a blind eye to it, yes. right? And 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 shift our focus to the resurrection. Like if we want to conquer death in our lives and within ourselves, it's not just about stepping into the mystery of His resurrection, but it's about doing so by way of the mystery of His passion. And so if we want to share in His resurrection, we must share in His passion. By dying to sin and death and dying to our fear of death, which I think is important for us to ask ourselves, challenge ourselves here. How do I need to die to death's grip over my life? Yeah, a lot of people don't want to admit that. I don't want to admit things like that sometimes. Sure. But I find it necessary to remind myself of the struggles, of the pain, of the death. Uh, so that I can really appreciate the the life, and I guess the other way I, expl- I explain it to others when they're saying like, "Why would you linger on death and suffering? Why would you talk about that?" It's like you know, you you honestly, if you have nothing but hot showers, you're gonna grow more like bland about hot showers. But if you've had 
when I went to uh, Philmont Scout Camp, you know, and hadn't had a shower in ten days, and then that shower, I was, I, I believe, I was in that shower for like four days straight. Yeah, with water, hot water running over my back, and it's like it felt so good because I hadn't had a bath. Right. Let alone a cold bath. I didn't have anything until I had that hot shower after 10 straight days. And the reality is, and Tom, you've done Exodus 90. Oh, yeah. Right. So you know what it's like to go like cold showers. Oh, it's terrible. It is. But <laughs> but tell me what that first shower was like. Uh, same experience you had. <laughs> Sat there for uh, probably a month. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so that's why I think if you really want to appreciate the resurrection. So as we're meditating on the mystery of the resurrection, we should also meditate uh, on the times that we've been saddest in our lives, on the times that we've suffered, on the times that we don't understand fully like why we have to suffer, whether it's our kids and what they're going through, whether it's our own like a medical diagnosis or why I can't keep a job or why I have an addiction or why my wife and I are arguing or whatever the whatever it is that's weighing you down. If we aren't meditating on those things, the resurrection really doesn't do you any good if you don't understand what you need to be resurrected from. Well, and addiction are also just our attachments as well. Yes. You know, if there's something in your life where you're thinking, I could never give up blank for Lent. Yeah, I could never give up chocolate. I could never give up social media. I could never give up coffee or alcohol, whatever it might be. If that's the case, well, it's not, you know, Lent's a long, our next Lent is a long time from now, you know, and so fasting between now and then and praying between now and then and making the choice to take little steps in that regard of breaking these attachments that's a part of letting well taking those attachments to the cross but then allowing his resurrection to to conquer our conquer death within us because if we think that we can't live without something that's us clinging to death in a way yeah now i think now for some people uh, suffering and death is really summed up just by reading poetry. And so, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's my segue. Because, uh, you know, there was a time in your life, uh, Sam, you've told us a lot about your, your journey. And yeah. I, I appreciate your willingness to share sometimes with uh, issues you've had in the past and how you've uh, resolved them and, and how the Lord has worked in your life. And those are all beautiful things. But then you told me the other day, you're like going, hey, you know, I wrote a poem about this. I'm like going, Sam, you, you never cease to amaze me. So tell us, tell us what you. Are we gonna not, have music with this? Uh, well, you know what, you should hum. Okay. You didn't bring your kazoo. No. <laughs> uh, we do have a tambourine, though. Uh, but, but but I just uh, let's just uh, well just tell us about what this is. Not very long, but tell us what this is. So it was a it was a poem reflecting on exactly this. You know, God had placed on my heart just this recognition of the need to conquer death within us. The need, the way that what God desires to do by His passion and resurrection to conquer death and its grip over us and, and why that's needed and what death does to us. And so I wrote this poem and, and reflecting upon it. Then let's do it. All right. Laughable we are, haunted by death. We lock ourselves in to shut death out. If only, if only, if only I had more locks to install. Only then would my place be made secure. And yet... Like us, every lock gives way to rust and weakens, breaks. Hear now a knock. We lean our weight against the wood, arms outstretched, until we hear from the other side a faint reply by life. It is I who knock. Death is the door I travel through, but only when welcomed. Now, we have a dramatic pause now. This 
should tell you. Because I, 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 you know, when you when you read that to me over the phone, it's like the first part of going like, okay, Sam's doing like, what, what is this like a haiku? What's going on here? <laughs> it wasn't. But but and and I don't want to belittle this. Um, and and then that powerful line at the end, oh. essentially where you turn things around, and it's like everyone's talking about shutting death out and stopping this fear, and it's like we conquering death and in in terms of like putting it in a box and locking it up, yes, right, and not managing it, yes, managing it, right. Uh, and how many things in our life do we try to manage in, in that way by sweeping it under the rug or putting it over there or keeping it out of arm's reach or out of our sight? Yes. And then at the end, we realize that this 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 knock that we hear, right? And then we move. This is what I love. I love where it says, here now a knock. It says, we lean our weight against the wood, arms outstretched. So there's a reference to the cross there. Sure. And we're, it's like we're leaning up to the door. It's like, what is, did I hear a knock? What What is that? And, and you lean in. So you willingly put yourself up against what is the door but it's really like the cross yes. and then you and I made this is my interpretation but maybe you intended something different but uh, but it's like and then it's like you you it's like I could see you know someone up against the wood of the cross but with their right ear pressed up against it yes and you hear a faint voice on the other side or faint reply and it's like I'm life yes right and I I get to you through this door and the door is death. Right. And you, yes. <laughs> you cannot, you can't have life unless you have death, right? You yes. can't, it is the opposite of death. Yes. Right. But ultimately, it's what death is supposed to become. Yes. And if we're looking at it from a salvific point of view, so don't get trapped in death. Yes. Like willingly embrace that death and that suffering. Go through that door, not necessarily with a physical death, but allowing ourselves as we ponder and meditate upon the, the the mystery of the resurrection, to fully appreciate what Jesus Christ did and 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 what the power of the cross does for us, and not that we invite death so much as we walk through death or allow death to enter. I mean, or allow life, life to enter to life by to way enter of death. by way of death. Yes, and then all of a sudden that life, that resurrection, makes death have meaning and purpose. Yes, other than because. Ultimate death, and you know our, that 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 fear that we have of our own annihilation or uh, you know meaninglessness is actually everything is made meaningful, right? When we have that death, and we and we view that from the perspective of the resurrection and of the life of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, what He's done for us, and that's what we meditate on. And His Blessed Mother is going to help us in that meditation. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.